I V M. Eye contact. Can you make eye contact with someone while dancing? I think it's okay, even if one has conjunctivitis. But why is that even a thing being discussed on a podcast on the Constitution of India? Well, that's because the Maharashtra government thought so. The Maharashtra government thought that it's obscene that dancers in bars should be making eye contact and be inciting lust and just being sexy. Hello, how can one regulate dance? Apparently, one can. Welcome to the show, the longest constitution. And in the last episode, we saw how keen legislators are to regulate women, specific women such as sex workers, and how the Anti-Prostitution Act (PETA) considers such women evil, but not the men. Today's episode is about another category of women prohibited from dancing, but not all dancers, not Kathak, not Orissi, not Bollywood, not ballet dancers. just bar dancers so let's get started in 2005 the congress led government of maharashtra passed a law which said that dance any kind of dance in any restaurant or beer bars is prohibited so food and dance cannot go together in short but why it's so much fun but the government also made an exception that it's okay to have dancers if the event is taking place in a fancy place like a sports club or a gymkhana club or any 3 to 5 star hotel So if you're having cheap kingfisher at a beer bar sorry no dance but if you're rich and can afford a martini at the taj you can watch women dancing what different laws for the rich and poor and this sort of low brow high brow stuff and this whole business of fine culture and low culture is just so fake so let's go a little back in time to usha uthup Yeah that amazing dancer who sang for charities like Mother Teresa and for state governments and foreign dignitaries and I love that song in Saath Khoon Maaf Darling oh okay I'm not going to fix my singing on you but who doesn't know her and she wears a saree she has a bindi she has this long thick hair and she looks like the auntie next door but with the sexiest voice ever except except that one minister in the west bengal government said her performance of pop songs is perverted and upper sanskriti upper what i mean it's laughable that this jatin chakravarti thought that only rabindra sangeet should be sung in the land of vivekanand and tagore the judge who heard this case heard not only the arguments but also patiently listened to usha uthup songs in hindi Bengali and English and said there is nothing vulgar about her songs. In his judgment Justice P Barua said that no minister can decide what song a person can sing or what type of dance a person can dance. And in fact Jatin Chakravarti is free to listen to all the Rabindra Sangeet in the world but he can't impose that on other people. Except in the bar dance case in Maharashtra it wasn't one minister but an entire state government. the maharashtra government passed a law to prohibit dancers because they said that the women who dance are not professional dancers that they are majorly trafficked into this profession that the dance is vulgar and obscene and is performed with the sole objective of rousing the physical lust amongst the customers present that women are showered with money when they are dancing 
so it's okay to pay thousands of rupees to watch ballerinas perform and of course bharatnatyam is very classy but bar dancers no no oh right because they make eye contact so it's a different matter that the chief minister vilas rao deshmukh's son ritesh deshmukh was busy acting in films like masti and later houseful which were laced with sexual innuendos and plenty of dirty dancing but that's okay because bar dancers cannot be dancing and yet dancers and spectators both have the right to do so under the guarantee of free speech and expression guaranteed under article 19 of our constitution it is the fundamental right of a citizen to sing and to dance and what was amazing this time was that unlike in 1958 when husna bai filed a lone writ petition challenging sita this time there were writ petitions filed by organizations like the bhartiya bar girls union like a human rights organization and the indian hotels and bars association the petitions challenged the constitutional validity of the law on two grounds a the right to carry on an occupation and b the right to expression in 2006 the bombay high court struck down the ban on the ground that it was unconstitutional it held that making two categories of dancers at beer bars and gymkhana clubs was arbitrary and violative of the right to equality guaranteed under article 14 of our constitution are our fundamental rights so fickle that a citizen has to dance to the state's tune so asked justice rebello and justice dalvi in the bombay high court judgment which revoked the ban but people don't give up do they especially if it's to regulate dangerous dancers why should a government spend time on things which really matter like providing quality education or making sure that bombay has affordable and accessible housing i mean what is this nonsense of not giving houses to people who have pets people who are single do only married people make good tenants but wait hold on i'm rambling anyway in 2016 the state government this time a bjp one under the chief minister fadnavis brought in another act the maharashtra prohibition of obscene dance in hotels restaurants and bar rooms and the protection of dignity of women act 2016 whoa can women take care of their own dignity seriously and what is obscene dance this act was even more vague because it said it did not need to define an obscene performance since Now hear this out. An ordinary prudent man can certainly tell which dance is designed only to arouse the prurient interest of the audience. Prudent, prurient. I'm sorry, but this is the 21st century where men and women can decide what lingerie they like without being lectured about it. The new rules prescribe that the dancing should be separate from where liquor is served and that a dance bar cannot be situated within 1 km of a religious or educational institution. Why? I've never lived in Bombay, but even I know that in a city as crowded as that's next to impossible. It said there should be CCTV cameras installed inside and that such places must be shut by 11:30 p.m. So the bar dancers were forced to be Cinderellas. Go home before twelve; otherwise, the police will get to you. 
except that these Cinderellas need their jobs. This was challenged again and brought to the Supreme Court in 2019. The Supreme Court upheld the rights of dancers, but in a very strange way. The court said that dancers have a right to dance and to livelihood. But, 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 that the bar dancing has to stop by 11.30pm, even though the establishments themselves could remain open for longer. In many ways, the Supreme Court shared the view of the state government's moral vision of bar dancers, such as licenses should be granted to only people with good character. What's that all about? The Supreme Court refused to see the full and free rights of bar dancers and sexual labor as livelihood and that morality isn't really a subject to regulate. As we wrap up today's episode, a small point to remember is that whatever the Supreme Court may have said, the Maharashtra government has not issued any licenses since then, putting in peril the lives and families of nearly 75,000 illiterate women. Because that's what's important, isn't it? Regulating dance. In the next episode, we will look at an institution which is inherently exploitative of women. Marriage. And yet, we don't have men drafting laws banning marriage. Mm, Is it because the sex is free? Mm, Something to think about. Did you like this episode? Do a little jig and share it with your friends and grandparents because the constitution is for everyone. Till then, I'm your host Priya Mirza saying bye-bye.